You said your sister-in-law killed a man and a woman here and cut them up? You said they found hands and feet, but they never found any heads. is good hello episode four episode four fuck yeah yeah it's been a little while we took like a a week week and some change and i was like oh shit we're already like falling off and not doing it so but it's good we're we're back on this shit let's uh let's get it let's get the it tale of the we don't really have a tail but well this is the shit? tale of as many um babies as nature would allow how about that damn i like that yes this one you may be a little familiar with well, um maybe not. i mean you will i oh. know you will be okay cool. yeah we, we've we've discussed it a oh little bit. that's yeah. where like you were like you were you were just chit-chatting telling me something you're like oh i'm gonna stop talking about this because it's one of the podcasts yeah i think so uh i mean that happens a lot but yeah. I think in general, a lot of people will probably know about this one. It, it, it didn't happen terribly long ago, um, and it was pretty, you know, it was pretty big news. So cool. you may not know the details, though. So this is the whole story. Kick that shit out. Okay. So um, Andrea Kennedy was born uh, July 2nd, 1964, in Hallsville, Texas, and she was the youngest of five children. Um, as a teenager, she suffered from bulimia and depression, and at the age of 17, um, Andrea, she spoke to a friend about committing suicide, like, pretty openly, so from the gate, she was kind of already having mental issues and, um, you know, suffering from things uh, such as depression and, and eating disorders. And at what age was this again? Um, teenager to 17, 17 is okay. when she started talking about suicide. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, Despite that, she graduated from high school in 1982. She was credited as the class valedictorian. She was captain of the swimming team and an officer in the National Honor Society. So she was smart. I mean, despite her involved, um, yeah, and involved. Um, She went into she went on to complete a two year pre nursing program at the University of Houston before graduating, um, and she graduated from University of Texas School of Nursing. So went into nursing um, right out of high school, um, wasn't, didn't get like an RN or anything until um, about 1986. She was from 1986 to 1994. She, was work, she worked as a registered nurse at the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Cool. So just that's where she is. Um, and then the summer of 1989, she met Russell Rusty Yates. So that's... Middle Rusty. Middle Rusty. And they soon moved in together and were married on April 17th, 1993. So how... Oh, I guess it's not really that important, but they... So they moved in together like really fast. Yeah, they, they met in 90... They met in 89 and moved in together... I believe I read within the year. I didn't write that okay. down. Um, and then they were married in 93. So they were married a couple years later. Yeah, they were yeah. together for a okay, while. Pretty yeah. normal. Um, Rusty was a, uh, he was a disciple of this preacher who was named Michael Peter Warren, Warren Nicky. Disciple. Um, he's basically someone who follows this dude. He's a follower of this preacher. Oh, so this is a preacher. This is a preacher. And his name's Michael dude, Peter Warniski. I think it's Warniski. And this guy, f- just his job, does he get paid to do that? Well, he's no, it's it's just like That's you can hobby. be a disciple. It's like it's like what his religion is. Like okay. this oh, is okay. this dude's gotcha. 
preaching is what he follows. It's like being Baptist or being uh, Pentecostal. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the, the, through sermons, videos, and phone calls, um, directly with this guy, Warren Niski, um, he condemned the Yates for their hypocritical Christian lifestyle, basically saying like the way they lived was wrong, more than likely because they were together before they, they lived together before they were married. They didn't follow the true. So he's condemning his follower. Base, basically he, he's saying he's, yeah, he, yeah, he's not basically he's condemning them. And he said that their children were doomed to hell because of Rusty and Andre, uh, Andrea's sins. Um, though this dude advocated for the couple to have as many children as possible. Why? Because that's what he advocated for. To bring as many kids to Christ as possible. Oh, so he's like, He's like, you're all your children are going to be condemned to hell because of your sins, but have as many as possible. But bring them to Christ, but they're going to hell. What do you mean? Well, like, tr- because like, poop, because poop out you little demons and then so I'm, you like, they the, need to be the, made the more God's good deeds kids? you do, the more redemption you have when you're when you're facing, um, you know, God at the at the oh, at the oh, like make gates. a bunch of kids and try to make, make a them bunch of kids make them better better than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, teach and then maybe them the you'll ways. Get a, maybe you'll get a pass. Maybe you'll get a pass. If you yeah. make a bunch of uh, gut, yeah, turn that shit off. Yeah, somebody um, <laughs> silence that bird. Um. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so the Yates, uh, they bought a four-bedroom house in Friendswood, Texas, um, and told all their friends and family that they would seek to have as many babies as nature would allow. So hold on, does he just accept this? Mm-hmm. Like when that happens, he's like, yeah, oh, you're, I mean, oh, they, you're they believe us. We fucked up, but like. Gotcha. So we'll we'll do the baby thing. Yeah, because they're they're believers. It's not like okay. it's not like fuck you. Yeah, it's not a fuck you thing. No, it's just it's, like they really love each other. They love God. And they love God. Mm-hmm. It's I don't even know if it was. I mean, I'm sure but there was a love between them. Why would he love God so much? Why would he do something to get condemned? That's the thing. Is I mean, because, they love, because you sin, because the devil tempts you. I mean, uh, this is the whole thing with tempted. Christianity. Okay, okay, okay. Is well, it, let's run it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in general, that's the sense is you are tempted by Satan to sin. You sin, you have to redeem yourself and it's all about redemption. So you're tempted. Rusty was like, oh, well we, yeah, we gave into that sin and our kids are condemned to hell, but maybe if we have as many as possible and raise them to be as Christ-like as possible, we can change our lives. Gotcha. Old Rusty just had to slide in there. Old Rusty had to do it. Um, so, uh, as many babies as nature would allow. The first child was Noah. He was born in February, 1994. So about a year after they got married. Okay. Um, shortly afterwards, Rusty accepted a job in Florida. So the family moved into a trailer, um, in, uh, uh, while in Florida, um, Andrea gave birth to John, the second baby, and then became pregnant with a third child, Paul, and the family moved back to to Tex- Texas, um, specifically Houston, and they moved into a, a GMC motorhome, which was purchased from the preacher, um, Warren Niski, the okay. dude that told them that they were con- their kids were condemned to hell. Yeah. So they purchased a motorhome from that dude, moved back to Texas from Florida while having three kids. So they're, they have three kids living in a motorhome. Beautiful. Yeah. So... Then um, Andrea gives uh, birth to the fourth child, Luke, and she becomes massively depressed. The the fourth child. The child. No, 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 no. Or the mother. The mother. Becomes she gives depressed she after gives the child. She gives child. She gives birth to her fourth child, Luke. 
Okay, and after and that, then she, she becomes, becomes massive depressed, depressed. Is, um, like postpartum. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, on June sixteenth, nineteen ninety four, Rusty found Andrea shaking and chewing her fingers, like chewing at her fingers. Um, and the next day, she attempted suicide by overdosing on pills. Um, but why didn't that work? The overdose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, typically pills are pretty hard to get right. A lot of people take wrong dosage. They just get knocked out. A lot of people start taking them and they get stuck in their throat and then they start freaking out. And so they stop um, actually doing it. Yeah. Or, and you know, I mean, the thing with suicide is most people once, you know, most survivors tell you once they do it, they're like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. So pills is really easy to be like, you're already choking. You're like, I don't know. This kind of, yeah. A lot of people try to throw it up. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that that's a thing. That's why girls typically go with pills because they think it's a more romantic death, but it's not. Okay. So that just straight up didn't work. It didn't work. Okay. Um, she was admitted to a hospital and prescribed antidepressants, um, and was released. Uh, soon after being released, she was um, she had a confrontation with Rusty and held a knife to her throat and begged him to let her die. So she was once again hospitalized. She held a knife to her own throat. Yeah, while yelling at him to just let her just die. Just let her die. Yeah, just let me die. Um, so she was hospitalized and given a mixture of medicine, including Halidol or Haldol, excuse me, which is an antipsychotic drug. It's a pretty common one. Okay. Um, so it immediately improved her condition, and she was prescribed it upon her release, and she appeared to be uh, to have become stable. Um, but uh, not even a month later, she had a nervous breakdown, which uh, accumulated in two suicide attempts and two more psychotic hospitalizations over the summer. And she's garbage at killing herself. Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, and again, it's half-assed. I mean, that's more that's more than likely what it was. Um, Is that two suicide attempts and what else? Two suicide attempts and two more hospitalizations. Oh, two more. Tri- yeah. Okay. And there she was described with postpartum psychosis. Whoa. So basically, it's like after you've given birth, you've had a uh, mental break. Okay, so you have... Po- oh, oh, so that was So postpartum is a very common thing for women to have because you go through all of these hormones and emotions and a lot of women... You're like really connected and yeah, then you're unconnected. And you know, you're, a lot of women have problems on their children's birthday because they don't see it as this joyful bundle of love. They're like, of fuck, love. getting older and farther away from me. No, that not even that. You had to go through this traumatic, I mean, imagine a woman who's in labor for 40 hours and can't push it out and then has to get cut open. You don't go to sleep for that shit. It's a traumatic experience. Your body is being ripped up. So most women have post, they have um, PTSD from their, their labor. And so they... They, so when you they give birth, they freak out annually on the birthday. Yeah, like, I mean, some oh, women like do. Some that. women have a very hard time on their children's birthday or around it because crazy. I've never seen that myself. But ever. I mean, imagine, okay. Imagine going. Yeah, exactly. But it's because it's more of a, like uh, any birthday me. I've been to is the mom, like f- fucking getting yeah. everything like this well, kid wants, like organizing all like the full skate party, mm-hmm. mad gifts, all the, his whole class is there. Well, a lot of people or a lot of women, I mean, I don't know statistically, but a lot of women don't really have a, a super traumatic to where I feel like they would have PTSD. But, I mean, I'm, again, don't know any statistics. Okay, we're, we're let's get well, back on the Well, all I'm saying is that, so what happened is she had postpartum, which is 
common. And then you said it's postpartum what? Psychosis. Okay. So she had she had a mental break due to having a baby. So she had she had this depressive like PTSD situation and her she has a mental break. It just straight broke her. Straight broke yeah. her. Um so uh yeah, so where are we here? Okay, so she um she started going to this uh psychiatrist who um urged Andrea and Rusty not to have any more children. She said it would guarantee a future psychotic depression. She was like, do, like, you do cannot not have, have any, any more children. More ch- it obviously. will not be good for you. Um, despite that warning, they conceived their fifth child approximately seven weeks after Andrea's last discharge from the hospital. So in June, July, she had two more suicide attempts, two more hospitalizations. And then seven weeks after that last hospitalization, she conceives another child holy fuck yes yeah and do you think hold on her being massively broken and depressed do you did he push that i mean or do you think they were in it together like i know i'm depressed i know you're fucked up but we got to do this because that's our like ultimately that's what we're here to do is to only make babies i mean it seems like it was a little of both I mean, she obviously believed the same thing, but there were times, being, and we'll get into it, where depre- he'll say, where okay. she'll say, like, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, it, it massively depressed, but also if you have a strong belief in God, you know, you're a person who's like, well, God wouldn't, we talk about it all the time, you're we like, well, if you're, you know, your God does this really terrible, this gives your husband cancer. Like, how can you still be like, well, that was God's plan. That was just his plan to just rip my heart in half. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So for like this, it's like, you know, they were like, well, this is God's plan is for us to have as many babies as possible. And God will deal with her and her issues and provide us with what we need. It's fine. We just need to have more children and everything will be good. Cool. Yeah. You know, again, strong, strong belief in faith. He's thinking, well, the doctor's saying she'll be more depressed, but God's saying two or three more kids and she's going to be like blissful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the plan. Um, So, so um, in March of 2000, she stopped taking the Halidol, the, um, uh, the drug that she was on that was stabilized her. Mm-hmm. And um, in November, on November 30th of 2000, she gave birth to her uh, daughter, Mary. So there's four Holy boys shit. and a girl. How old is she by this point? Um, if we do the math. 1964, 2000, uh, it's like 40, um, 30 something. 36? Yeah, 36. Yeah, um, really bad with math Holy like fuck. that. Yeah. Six, this is her sixth child no fifth fifth, fifth child, child. Okay, fifth child right. four she, boys she one girl the, the fourth she cracked after the fourth and one fifth. and she had the fifth one after they told her not to have got one. it so everything was good she seemed to be coping well with the birth um and then her father died abruptly on march 12 2001 so less than six months or about six the months mom's dad Andrea's dad yeah the grandfather of all these kids yes yeah. okay mm-hmm. so when that happened Andrea stopped taking all medications reverted back to her previous self she began to mutilate herself and she read the bible feverishly like in the middle of the night like We're just grasping furiously. at that straw so hard because nothing else seems to work she nothing can't kill makes herself. sense no- yeah. yeah nothing makes sense it's like this is the only thing that hasn't proven itself wrong necessarily mm-hmm. yet mm-hmm. so Sweet fucking Jesus. I'm just going to read the fuck out of this book. Yeah, pretty much. 
Um, she completely stopped feeding Mary, who at this, again, this point was like six months old. And she became so incapable, uh, it, or, sorry, she became so incapacitated that she, um, that Andrea required immediate hospitalization. So she stopped taking care of the baby, stopped taking care of herself, stopped feeding, stopped eating, was mutilating herself, had to be hospitalized again. Um, on April 1st, 2001, she went under the care of Dr. Uh, Muhammad Saeed and was treated and released um, by May 3rd. So not even, you know, not even a full month later. Okay. Um, she had uh, she had regressed back into a near catonic state and she did it a lot while filling the bathtub. So she would like. Oh, meaning what? She would go into like ketosis where she would like, you know, oh, where okay. she's just like, oh, I got, yeah, I got you. Where, oh, well, I guess people listening to this can't see what I just and did, she, but it's like, <laughs> you know, where um, a, a good example is Carrie. Mean. When Carrie has the blood, if you've ever seen the movie, when the blood is dumped on her and she opens her eyes and she's just staring. And she's just like in her head. That's what it is. Yeah. So she would just stare and fill the bathtub and, and you couldn't, you can't shake someone from that. Yeah. You can't, it's not like they're, it's like they're sleepwalking. They don't. There's no one else to them. It's what's going on in them yeah. that's coming out. Yeah. So, um, uh, bah, 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 bah. she was hospitalized, obviously, again, the next day. And um, the psychiatrist uh, determined she was probably suicidal and had filled the bathtub to drown yeah, herself. Yeah, just probably. You know, she's tried it three probably, times. Yeah. So, it's, it's a probability. Yeah. So, she conti- continued under the care of Dr. Saeed until June 20th. Um, so... She was at home, but under his care, she was seeing him. I think I read like twice a week or so. Um, and he had instructed Rusty to not let Andrea be alone at all. Like 24 hours a day supervision. You need someone at that house. You need someone watching her. If she's awake, someone else needs to be awake. Um, so June 20th, um, Rusty left for work before his mother showed up, leaving Andrea alone with the kids, doing exactly what dr saeed said not to do um yep he had specifically stated that she needed to be supervised around the clock but rusty had scheduled his mother to show up an hour after he left for work why because um he had told he had he had said he didn't want her to become so dependent on him and his mother for her matronly duties she has to be though because she's fucking crazy but he didn't want her to be dependent all right. He doesn't see her as being crazy. He sees her as being ill, who just needs to get over it. But she, is she Ill. needs to make sure she's. Well, she is ill, and yeah. you had her medicated, but now she's not, so she's crazy. Yep. Yep. So, um, in the span of the hour between Rusty leaving and his mother coming, Andrea filled the bathtub up, made her children breakfast, called each one of them to the bathroom, and drowned them one by one. All right, you can't see this, but my, my jaw is just dropped to the fucking floor. Yep. So she started with John and... Oh uh, f- holy fuck. Uh-huh. Yeah. She started with John and then she called Paul in. Hold on, I don't remember their names. It sounds like you're calling the Beatles. In well, right that's that's basically... So John is the... Blah, blah, blah. Is that, did she go by like a certain order? Or she no, just, like, no she just called is? him in. John okay. was the um, second. I guess it doesn't really matter. Well, she that's fine. John was the second. Paul was the third. And then Luke, who was the fourth. So she called second, third, fourth in. Mm-hmm. And then she drowned 
um, she put them in the in the master bed. So she brought them into the bed and and put them in there like they were sleeping. So she tucked them away after she drowned them. Um, And so then she drowned Mary, the The baby, the baby and left her floating in the tub because while she was drowning, Mary Noah, the oldest came in and asked what was wrong and then realized he was in danger. How old is he? um, At this point, I believe he was 10 or something. No, no, no. I think he was like seven. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, she was cranking. The kids first out. one right. was born in '94. This happened in 2001. Seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he realized he was in danger and he ran. She caught him and dragged him back oh into the bathroom and then God. drowned him. Um, when when they found the kids, Noah was still in the bathtub. Mary, she had brought into where the other boys were in the bed and she had placed Mary in the arms of one of the boys. Like she was like, like they were hugging and sleeping together. Oh yeah. I, I have nothing. I keep, I feel like I just keep saying the same thing. Holy fuck. Holy shit. This one's heartbreaking. I got nothing. That is so. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, okay. uh, that's Go what ahead. I'm saying. That's And like I said, a lot of people know this story because they, they've heard Andrea Yates or I they've heard she drowned five of her the kids. The name does sound a little familiar, yeah. but it doesn't. I mean, 2001, really 17 years ago. So. ring a bell, but, yeah. but keep going. Um, so she immediately called the police and repli- repeatedly said she needed an officer but wouldn't tell him why. And then she called Rusty and told him to come home right away. Um Andrea immediately confessed to drowning her children, and she laid it, later confessed that she had, at, she had waited for Rusty to leave for work. So she had planned it um, because she knew that he would prevent her from harming the children. And she also um, had locked up the family dog. Rusty said normally the dog ran free um, and had been free in the house when he left. But Andrea locked it up, obviously, because Clearly, it was going to intervene. Because the dog would have fucked her up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... She immediately confessed, so obviously was immediately arrested. Oh, yeah, she's Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, the defense expert's testimony agreed that Andrea was psychotic, and Texas law required that in order to successfully assert an insanity defense, so it, for her to successfully say she was insane, that's why she did this, the defense has to prove that she could not discern right from wrong at the time of crime. So they have to prove that when she's physically drowning them, she can't understand right from wrong. I've never seen anyone get drowned before. <laughs> Is that what I said? Drowned it? Drowned it? Th- I thought I drowned said when she physically drowned them. Not important. I'm just fucking with you. Okay, well, whatever. I, I must have said it wrong. <laughs> Dick. Uh, anyway, um, so in March 2002, a jury rejected the insanity defense and found her guilty. Um, the prosecution sought def- uh, the death penalty, but the jury refused the option and sentenced her to life imprisonment. Um, and allowed her to be eligible for parole in 40 years. In 40 years? 40 years. So she was given life, but eligibility for parole in 40 years um, instead of getting the death penalty. Uh, On January 6, 2005, so about three years later, um, the convictions were completely reversed. As a witness at the original trial admitted that that, um, he had given false material testimony during the trial. So this witness had said that um, shortly before the murders, an episode of Law and Order aired featuring a woman having a psychotic break and drowning her children. 
But there was a reporter who was covering the story. Her name was Susan O'Malley. And she wrote for Law and Order. And she's like, that episode doesn't exist. It does now. They made it after this. Like two years after this situation. So why, what was the point of him saying that? Because he was trying to say she, she, uh, she did it on purpose. She knew how to get out of what she did by using an insanity plea because of seeing this episode. Okay. And since the episode hadn't aired or wasn't even a thing when she killed her kids, they were like, oh, well, that's obviously, um, you know, false information. So the jury unanimous, unanimous, oh my God. Unanimously? Yes, thank you. Um, that the, that there, the influence of that testimony meant that a new trial was probably necessary because they were like, well, I mean, that's strong evidence and, you know, it, it's like the, um, it's, it's like the, um, what is the movie? The, um, is it not the Shaquille O'Neal, the movie that everyone thinks came out Shazam Shazam Shazam. It's like, if you ask people, they would be like, no, I seen, I saw Shazam. If they were at trial and What's somebody the was actual like, one though? Kazam, um, that's I the don't, Shaq one? I think so. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what it is, but like, that's the kind of the same kind of thing. It's just like, um, you know, you can't, you have to have a new trial because someone has given information that uh, people might misconstrue or they just might remember and just hold on to. Yeah. Um, so on January 9th, 2006, Andrea pled not guilty by reason of insanity for a second time. And she was gr- granted release on bail on the condition that she had to be admitted to a mental health institute. So she was admitted into a mental health institute. She was no longer in prison. Not a prison. No, no. Um, But is she locked into the... Yeah, she can't leave. She's in a mental health institute on bail. This is on bail. So she's getting a new trial. So instead of being in prison while she awaits um, going to trial, they allowed her to be free, quote unquote. They allowed her to be free, but but they... uh, um, Fuck. It's okay. You can Daniel distracted me. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I was telling her to keep her hands off the table, and I just made a motion to her because the mics were moving. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail you. Go ahead. Well, just, I'm just sorry. Go back a little. Go back a little. They understand. <sighs> All right. I fucked up the So flow. She, anyway, she's in a mental health institute um, waiting, awaiting trial. That's the point. So uh, on G- July 26, 2006, after three days of deliberation, she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. What? Is defined by the state of Texas. What? Yeah. They said that she absolutely could not understand right from wrong while she was drowning her children. So she had, she had to be found not guilty by reason of insanity. Okay. That like, but okay. she was committed though. She was committed. That's to, what I mean. Is she, she still needs to be like mm-hmm. medicated and put somewhere. Yeah, she was committed to the North Texas state hospital. And in January, 2007. So the, um, a few months later, she was moved to a low security state mental hospital um, in Carryville, Texas. So, um, the state of Texas assured that she was by legal definition aware enough to judge her actions is right from wrong despite her mental defects. So the, the prosecution said, no, she's not insane. She understood. Well, I mean, she devised a plan. Yeah. They said that she was mentally ill, but she definitely devised a plan. You know, he's going to leave. I'm going to put the dog away. Yeah. This is, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Both, um, psychiatrists for both sides, agreed that she was severely mentally ill, but the prosecution implied that spousal revenge against Rusty was motivation for the killing. Um, But they didn't really have any evidence supporting that motive. 
Um, and the original jury believed that she was legally aware of her actions, but they never agreed it was about spousal revenge. Um, so the, the prosecution tried to get her on that, but you know, they said obviously again, that she's mentally ill, but they thought that it was to get back at Rusty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dr. Saeed, the psychiatrist that was treating her when she killed the kids, um, he testified um, at trial in 2006 that he had advised Rusty, who, by the way, was a former NASA engineer. So this dude's not dumb. Oh, yeah. Sorry, wow. I, didn't, I forgot to tell you that. Not a dummy at all. Yeah. Um, he, he said in trial I, that he testified uh, that Rusty should not leave him, uh, leave Andrea alone at all. Um, but Rusty had been leaving her uh, alone for periods of time for weeks up to the death um, and to apparently to improve her independence. And he had he had announced the weekend before at a family gathering that he was um, going to leave her alone for an hour every morning and every evening so that she would not become totally dependent on him and his mother. So he publicly announced to family members and friends that he was going to do this. And she knew, and this was the weekend before she did it. So I do think that there was, I mean, there's obviously some planning there. I do think maybe there was, I mean, obviously I I agree. I don't, I think she was maybe insane. I think this is a case of insanity. You think he used her as a tool? I think Rusty um, doesn't understand what a woman goes through when she has babies. I don't know what that means, actually, what I just asked. Used her as a tool? Yeah. I mean, I was like, a baby-making tool, I assume, is what you meant? Uh, not so much. Forget no. I said that. Okay, well, we might cut that out. Who knows? Uh, anyway, <laughs> so Brian Kennedy, which is was Andrea's brother, he told Larry King later when he did an interview with him, because um, it was a, a big national story, um, he told Larry King that Rusty expressed to him in 2001, so about five years before this all happened, um, that he said that while Andrea was in a treatment facility for her mental illness, Rusty said, and I quote, all depressed people need, uh, all depressed people needed was a swift kick in the pants to get them motivated. So he's somebody who doesn't believe people can be depressed. Chemically depressed. Yeah. He believes that all you need is some motivation and then Just you'll be fine. Get, man, get the yeah. fuck up, man. Yep. Um, Andrea's mother uh judah i think it's the way you're saying name j-u-t-t-a um was shocked when she heard rusty's plans about leaving andrea alone and she said she wasn't stable enough for her children and had already demonstrated that she wasn't in her right mind prior to the death because she was trying to feed mary solid food the whole time mary's six months old like i six months old can't have solid food so andrea had already shown signs of mental illness again yeah. because she was trying to force feed this baby food um dr saeed said he was n- he was not made aware um of andrea not being supervised full-time until he contacted rusty um to break the news about killing so rusty or sorry, sorry rusty called dr saeed to tell him about the deaths of the children and that was the first time Dr. Saeed was told that Andrea was left alone. So he had no clue prior to the deaths that... So she, he heard he, about that, and then he was like, then he heard about... And he was oh, like, he, he was like, hmm. yeah, so I'm assuming he was like, oh, Andrea killed the children today. And Dr. Saeed would say, what happened? And he would said, oh, she was home alone. And he was like, I told you not to that do that. super makes sense. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's right there. So, um... 
Andrea's first psychiatrist, the woman that told her and urged her not to have any more children, um, she said she went into disbelief. Um, and she said that she, she again testified at the trial. She said during an office visit with the couple, they continued to express a, uh, a desire to, um, discontinue medication so that Andrea could be pregnant again. And the psychiatrist testified again and again that she counseled them to not have any more children and physically noted in Andrea's medical records, quote unquote, apparently pat- uh, patient and husband plan to have as many babies as nature will allow. This will guarantee future psychotic depression. So that's in her file from years before. Okay. Yeah. All signs point to. Yep. Um, so Rusty told media uh, media outlets that he ne- he was never told by a psychiatrist, the multiple psychiatrists, that his wife was psychi- uh, psychi- um, uh, psychotic, <laughs> nor um, that she w- that she could harm the children. And if he had known, he would never have had more children. However, Andrea revealed to her prison psychiatrist that prior to having Mary. Um, she had told Rusty that she didn't want to have sex anymore because the psychiatrist had said she might hurt the children. And Rusty simply asserted that, you know, we procreate. That's our religious belief. And complimented her on being a good mother and that she could have more than enough children because she can handle it. Because that's what she's here for. So he says, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know. But Andrea says, I told him myself, I don't think we should have sex, much less have any more children. Yeah. And he said, well, you're such a good mother, though. It's fine. We'll work through it. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so Rusty's, uh, Rusty's stance was that the psychiatrist, Dr. Saeed, was responsible um, because he was his job is to recognize and properly treat Andrea's psychosis and that Rusty's not a medically, medically trained person. So it shouldn't be up to him to pay attention. He's just a rocket scientist that believes in God. Well, and it's like, you're just the person that lives with her every day. Do you want this doctor to be at your house? No, he has his own life. He has other patients. And here's the thing. Mental illness is really hard to pinpoint down. They say somebody's something and it's like, well, that's what we think they are because that's what we have medically documented. But it could be a whole different thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, people have issues on top of issues on top of issues. So anyway, um, so he still said that it was the doctor's fault. And Andrea claimed that despite... um, uh, that despite the fact that Rusty urged the Dr. Saeed to check her medical records prior to treatment, that he, um, Dr. Saeed can refuse to continue her regiments of the Halidol. Um, and they said that it was like, Rusty said, quote, the real question to me is how could she have been so ill in the medical community, not diagnose, not treat, and obviously not protect our family from her? And he testified that he never knew that she had visions and voices and that he had never knew that she considered killing the children. Um, but to be fair, neither did Dr. Saeed. Uh, so right? he was just going and saying like you should have known all of this because you are her doctors and you're meant to do all of this and you should have given her the halidol because it worked the first time why did you not give it to her the second well, time didn't, didn't he make her stop taking it well she stopped she? taking her herself okay um but they testified that when um they testified that dr saeed had uh prescribed halidol 
at first during her last admission into the hospital, but that he took her off of the drug because he was concerned about side effects. And Rusty said that when they, when she was taken off the drug, her condition worsened and Two days before the drowning, um, he drove her back to the office and testified that the doctor, uh, that he went back to the office and said, please put her back on the Halidol, and the doctor refused. And that was two days before the murders. That's what he testified. That's to. what he testified. That was bullshit. Um, I mean, the doctor said that, he, I don't, um, I don't see anything that says that he, he said that he did or did not do that. It does say that, um, uh, Rusty also said that Andrea was too sick to be discharged from her last day in the hospital in May of 2001. And he testified that the staff, quote unquote, staff lowered their heads as if in shame and embarrassment and turned away without saying a word when she left the hospital. Um, but the hospital stood by the fact that they have no choice. Um, they have a 10 day uh, psychiatric hospital um, hospitalization insurance like constriction so the insurance says you have 10 days and andrea was above those 10 days so the hospital has no choice but to kick her out like yeah. i mean yeah which is fucked yeah it's fucked but it's like you know you're misplacing this bullshit of someone killing your kids on a hospital not being able to quote unquote treat your wife and it's like look at our insurance situation like you know that's why we couldn't treat her yeah Cause she can't stay that long because she doesn't have the money to do it is what it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what it is. Um, so Rusty and the family claimed a combination of antidepressants improperly prescribed by Dr. Saeed in the days before the tragedy was responsible for Andrea's violent psychotic behavior and break. So basically they were saying putting them on a different antidepressant, uh, antidepressant regiment, um, caused her to become more violent and um one of the drugs she took ethyl ethyl sure um it has a side effect on the warning label that says homicidal idolation idolation that plus anal leakage yep so you might just bleed out of your ass and start killing people yeah yeah but yeah go ahead and i mean give it a go though yeah exactly um so anyway uh, you know it's they're asserting that it was the drugs and the lack of um, mental care, basically. And the, you know, everyone else is saying, like, look, she was mentally ill. You were told not to have any more kids. You decided to have more kids. It broke her, and she has now killed all your children. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty much what I think most people would say. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. So, um, um, Andrea, while she was in prison, she stated that she can, she had considered killing the children for two years, saying that she thought she was not a good mother and claimed that the boys were developing improperly. She also told the jail psychiatrist that it was the seven deadly sins and her children weren't righteousness. Um, they stumbled because I was evil. The way, the way I was raising them, they could not be saved. They were doomed to perish in the flames of hell. And Andrea also said that Satan influenced her children and made them more disobedient. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, again, it goes back to that dude, the preacher, uh, or Nicky, or um, whatever his name was. Yeah, the guy from the beginning. Yeah, the guy from the beginning saying, like, your children are doomed to hell because of your sins, you know, and she obviously stuck to that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Rusty was like, no, we got this. We're good. Um, so in August 2004, Rusty filed for divorce under the grounds that he and An- Andrea had not lived together as a married couple since the day of the murders. And a year and a half later, on March 17th, 2005, the divorce was granted. Um, Rusty began dating a woman named Laura and was eventually married a year later in March 2006. They had one son. Um, and then several years later, 2015, Laura filed for divorce from Rusty, no longer together. Andrea is still in jail. Well, in, in prison. She's in a mental health. Mental health, like, slash institution. prison? Okay. She's, she's not... She's not releasable. Yeah. Um, they're on lockdown, but they're not in bars. Mm-hmm. She talks about her children often. Uh, she Apparently, she looks at pictures and video and talks about them as if they were of the age they would be now. Ah. So. Um, that's weird. Yeah. Apparently, she's very still very Christian. She helps um, other people in the, you know, institution. She stays regularly medicated. Yeah. I mean, she she's definitely under lock and key. And she doesn't have any anyone around small enough to drown no no um but yeah i think this is a definitely a story of uh of someone who i agree i believe she did not understand right from wrong i agree that the guy old rusty oh rusty definitely buster yeah i mean that's the thing it's a sad story of how um holding so strong in your faith and not being open to change and 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 when in any other uh, situation where it was like, ah, well, I believe this. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. Yeah, man. But like, you shouldn't because of this. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with him, dude. You shouldn't because of this and this actually. And then the third guy, you know, same season. You're like, these are all really, really good points, but um, I'll see you guys down here. Cause I'm, you know, that's where I'm, I'm going. Still going. It's like, Oh, that you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, again, it's like, I think that during the actual acts, she was insane, but I do, there was pre-planning. For sure. So she definitely, it's a a very gray area. And that's why I think it's always been so intriguing. I mean, other mothers have done similar actions, but Andrea seems to be one who was, you know, again, between religious and a husband who's, who, who is, you are a mother. Your job is to be a mother and you're going to have as many kids as you can. You know, that's, that's nah. For sure. Yeah. So. That's a that's a story of um, as many babies is the tale the tale excuse me the tale of what is it <laughs> I already forgot it oh as many babies as nature would allow uh, it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue but it's a good one I yeah. like it yeah I mean that's the I think that's the root of all cause here I think you know it's funny that your body t- our, your tale will be different than the title eh, what are you gonna do it's some fun. <laughs> maybe we'll change that one day and have them match up but for now who gives a shit because this is all in the um we're just f- feeling these waters out right now so it's all folky. sitting in our own itunes right now yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh hell yeah hopefully that story was interesting i think it was i think that was my favorite one because you didn't see it coming well <laughs> definitely not because you said i may remember it and i it's very vague now. I kind of do remember her name and like yeah. ish, mm-hmm. but you, yeah, I'm you sure if you me, saw, I, I didn't like leading up to it. I was nothing. <laughs> I wasn't reminded of anything. So when you told me, I was, That's good. I was fucked up. Yeah. Well, I'm sure if you saw a picture of her, you'd be like, Oh yeah, probably I so. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, which you will see on the Instagram. Yeah. Which we'll have on the Instagram. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Um, all right guys. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.